Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back at a Chuck Show, hanging out in the Kia studios on this Thursday night with you. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part uh, of the show. Well, Falcons get ready for preseason game number one down in Miami. Let's head out to the wadeford.com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. Let's talk to our friend of the show, D. Orlando Ledbetter. He covers the Atlanta Falcons for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He's down in Miami. AJC.com is where you check out all of his work and follow him on Twitter at D. Orlando AJC. D. Ledbetter, appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes tonight. Sure, no problem, John. Thanks for having me. Let's uh, talk about the guys who will not be suiting up uh, tomorrow night. So, obviously, um, Jeff Okuda is not going to play. Um, I would assume Clark Phillips isn't going to play. Kyle Pitts, I think, do we assume that he's not going to play as well? And is there anybody else that we're for sure is not going to be a part of the action tomorrow? No, uh, those guys are not going to play uh but just uh, looking back on how Coach approached the uh, first game the last couple of years and with him being pleased with the uh, work here in the uh, joint practices, I don't expect any of the starters to play. They didn't play the first year. They played 10 snaps. Mariota played 10 snaps uh, against Detroit last year. Kyle Pitts played 10. Uh, and no no starters went past 10. So he, he – uh, he, uh, you know, has had a couple different approaches to it, but I think with the practices here and the game home next week against the Bengals, he's going to play them, but it's probably not going to be on Friday night. So you don't even anticipate Ritter playing any snaps on Friday? I do not, uh, but I would, I would, I do not. If he does play, the first team's going to play, but I don't expect them to roll out until the Cincinnati game. What uh, What is a couple of things you're looking for in the game or a couple of players that you're looking for? Like, give me your thoughts as you go into this. I just gave my thoughts. What are your thoughts about what you're looking for for tomorrow night? It's uh, really, this is the Matt Bergeron game. I believe he's going to play. He's a rookie left guard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the history is that he will play the rookie lineman. So, uh, another one is Zach Harris, and they've been really pleased with his work down here in Miami. So those are two top rookies, second and third. The first round pick, I don't expect to see him play, uh, and uh, you know, but I don't need to see him play at this point. But the linemen up front, let them get some NFL uh, trench warfare, 
And uh, so, um, you know, those would be the big takeaways from this game. How does Zach Harrison do? And then how does Matt Bergeron hold up uh, blocking against the Dolphins? Without knowing a specific timetable about when Jeff Okuda is going to be back, I mean, can we gleam anything from, you know, the performance of the other corners, you know, besides A.J. Terrell? I mean, even if Terrell doesn't play or whatever, we know he's a lock as a starter, but – you know, again, we're kind of in that no man's land about who's our other corner, and this may linger. I mean, we don't know if it's just going to be the preseason, if it's going to be week one, week two. So how important are just kind of seeing some of the corners play that will be opposite A.J. Terrell, whoever kind of starts shaking out over the next few weeks? Yeah, um, you know, I'm not expecting him back to um, after the fourth game. It looked like I saw the injury. I saw him get stepped on. Him and Darby get tangled up, and you know, there's no structural damage, but it's a bad sprain. So they've been playing Trey Flowers out there. Trey was a former starter with Seattle. Uh, you know, hadn't been able to maintain the spot. Uh, is having a, a tough had a tough time down here with the Dolphins' speed. But he's a big corner, and uh, he's um, that's the one they turn to. Uh, Mike Hughes would be the next in line, you know, and they got D offered at the nickel. So um, they don't um, talk to Jerry Gray and mention Darren Hall, and he talked about how, you know, if you don't have the speed, you got to play outside leverage. So he's a little bit further down the totem pole here. Uh, and then Clark Phillips is also hurt. So right now you're looking at Trey Fowers as two, D offered as three, and Mike Hughes as the backup outside corner at, at, at right. Or left, and they can mix and match because Mike Hughes is smaller and faster, and then Trey Fowers is slower and bigger. So you can mix and match on that side opposite of AJ and let AJ travel while you're waiting for those other corners to get healthy. D. Orlando Ledbetter joining us here on the WaitFor.com hotline as we get ready for Falcons and Dolphins coming up tomorrow. Uh, the punt returners. So do you think that the rotation is going to be? By quarter, by half, just they're going to rotate several guys. What do you anticipate as far as what they look at with the punt yeah. returners for tomorrow? For tomorrow, yeah, Mikey Hughes will be the um, he's the number one punt returner. They'll get him some work. Uh, Penny Hart will get some action, and then you had some of the other uh, undrafted guys, Kalen Harris, and then also uh, Zay Zay Malone getting some work back there. So that's kind of how I expect the the punt returning duties to go down tomorrow. You know, another guy that I'm interested in seeing, and, you know, I don't know specifically what his role is going to be, but, you know, again, in talking to, you know, my buddy Jarvis and, and some of the things that I've, I've heard, you know, D'Angelo Malone is, is certainly a little bit lighter this year coming yeah. into camp and, you know, may play, you know, that outside. And, you know, again, I don't know exactly what his role is going to be, but, how much do we expect to see D'Angelo Malone, who, you know, certainly has got some things to prove about whether or not, you know, he can be a part of this roster long-term. Yeah, no doubt. I expect to see him at right outside linebacker. They released their depth chart as a, a 3-4. Also, they've been playing 4-3 and 4-2-5 all uh, offseason in its training camp. So uh, they did line up some 3-4 down here in Miami. So then they had Eva Katie outside of uh, Lorenzo Carter and you know, doing some gimmicky stuff with these guys. And um, Malone would be one of the guys in that category. You can't line him up in a 4-3. He's too light. He's, uh, and then you can't uh, put him at defensive end because he's definitely too light for that, too. So, 
uh, edge rusher, designated edge rusher, uh, could be a long time role. But he's overcome all every at every step with people telling him he's too light all the way back to Cedar Grove. And you can't um, underestimate his heart. But you want to see him out there and get some snaps and see if he can make some plays and uh, cause some disruptions and, um, you know, be a force off of the edge. So I, I know that obviously it's going to be a bland, vanilla kind of defensive scheme. But, you know, do we think that we're going to kind of notice – some of the fingerprints of what Ryan Nielsen wants to do. I mean, whether it's aggressiveness or, you know, whether it's attacking. I mean, again, I, I'm not expecting, you know, for them to show all their cards, you know, and put them on the table, but just the style and the tone and the tenor of this defense, just just from, you know, at least an aggressiveness standpoint, will we be able to kind of see what Ryan Nielsen wants to do with his defense? Uh, I don't think so, John. <laughs> That's where we at in the exhibition season these yeah. days. We're gonna see them sitting in the four-two-five and just you know playing the cover-two shell and trying to rally to the ball. They're not gonna show much of anything. Uh, so, so you know, from that regard, I uh, just want to see who's gonna make plays on the ball. If they can get to the quarterback or the linebackers uh, stopping plays in, in, in a respectable manner. Uh, and for the most part, you're looking at what's going to be the depth of the team. Uh, you always got to have depth and um, don't expect to see much of the starters. Uh, and, you know, you're going to be looking at guys that are trying to make the team. They're going to be out there playing really hard. What um, what impressed you about the couple of days um, in the joint practices? Was there anything that stood out specifically to you that, that you were impressed with or pleased with? In, in watching these units play? Yeah, it was the defensive line. Um, they really, uh, you know, dominated in the one-on-ones against the Dolphins. And then I, I got back to the press box, and the um, Miami people were talking about how bad the line was. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, hey, the, they're going to be scaring the waiver wire looking for offensive line help. But the Falcons were able to, you know, get after Tua. They had sacks. Uh, they had interceptions. Um, you know, David Oyamata's a beast in the middle. Uh, so, so yeah, that was the one takeaway. I hate the Falcons don't get pushed around and get sand kicked in their face like they have been doing uh, in the past years, you know, except for the exception of Grady Jarrett. So, you know, and I've asked you this question before, but I asked you it earlier, I don't know if it was OTAs or even at the start of camp, but just Desmond Ritter, like, like does he look – different does he look more mature you know in handling this offense I mean is there something that tangibly that you can point to that says okay that this looks different than even what it did at this time last year um no I mean he's checking everything down which you know you should be able to do as a pro quarterback I want to see some balls going up the field and I just haven't seen it yet uh but you know they talk about his drop back and um uh, you know, I was asking, hey, this is a big test for him going against Vic Fangio's offense or defense down here. How did he do it? How did he handle it? And they said he managed it well. He did a good job. And they started talking about dropbacks and uh, managing stuff. So um, that's not what I want to hear. I want to hear <laughs> uh, and I want to see, you know, him hitting Drake London on the slant, you know, or, or in cut. Or, you know, I saw a nice pass to Kyle Pitts earlier. But it's all short stuff. So at some point, you got to push it up the field and 
you know, if they're just dinking and dunking, people figure that out after a couple games and start sitting on it. Or maybe he's saving that for the Bengals and the Steelers. So, you know, we uh, we haven't seen it yet. I'd like to see more. Um, you know, I, I haven't been watching his drop backs, and, and I don't know about his three-snap decision-making and so forth that they keep talking about. I want to see, you know, I know what it looks like. I, I saw Brett Favre early in his career. We saw Matt Ryan early in his career. Uh, Boomer Sison late. Michael Vick early. Uh, so we know what it's supposed to look like. And we're, look, we're waiting on it to see what it, what it looks like by Desmond Ritter. You mentioned Bergeron. I mean, obviously Matt Hennessy on the depth chart for right now is, is listed as the starter. But do you, do you think that there's any chance that – Bergeron can win that job at left guard. Do you, do you think that that's any realism to it, or do you think it's just unrealistic to think that he's going to come in at a new position and play well enough to actually win that starting job? Yeah, I think they want him to win it. They drafted him to win it, and um, he's got a clear path to win it. Now all he's got to do is not fall on his uh, tail here against the Dolphins, Bengals, and uh and the uh, Steelers. Well, Steelers are going to bring it, and you know the Bengals are too. So we'll know if he's re- if he's ready. They'll know uh, by the next couple of weeks. If he's not, uh, then they got to get Hennessy ready, and you know, put some tape on that knee and get him on out there and bring the kid along slowly. But uh, he's getting ready to get tested here in the next couple. Uh, we got a uh, Friday, Friday, Thursday set up here, and we'll know if the kid can play or not. Definitely after he gets him. Uh, AFC North action against the Bengals and the Steelers. So, you know, to that point, though, you know, let's talk about the other position that I, I still have some concerns about, is that's the center position. And, and I know Dahlman played w- better at the end of the year, but, you know, again, I, I don't know that, that Drew Dahlman should automatically be the starting center for this team. Is there any competition at center? Is there is there even any competition with Matt Hennessy as far as, looking at him as the center where he played center, you know, a couple of years ago. I mean, you know, is it just a fait accompli that Dolman's going to be the guy and they're going to sink or swim with him? Uh, yeah, John, that's the way they're going here because the two top contenders would be Hennessy and Jonathan Harrison. But they're working both for them at guard. And the backup centers, Ryan Newzell and the, and the rookie from um, South Carolina, Jovan Gwynn. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not a competition at that point. That's uh, uh, Dylan uh, Dahlman being starting center. Yeah, that's a bloodletting uh, at that point. So, um, D. Orlando Ledbetter joining us here for, for just a minute. Last question for you, D. Led. How much do we expect to see Taylor Heineke play in this game tomorrow? Um, probably two series. He'll get to the second quarter, and we'll see the Logan Woodside show from uh, Toledo. Uh, he's the guy that got to decide if they're going to keep three quarterbacks or not. Uh, they really like him, but uh, he struggled down here. He threw a couple pick sixes. They dropped a couple pick sixes. He had trouble throwing the ball out to his right, which, you know, that's a pro throw you got to be able to make. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to see a lot of Logan Woodside. Good for him. He gets a chance to prove if he's an uh, NFL quality quarterback. Been at it for five years since 2018. Uh, you know, the best job in the NFL is the backup quarterback, and uh, he's got a shot at either trying to get the third spot here or impressing somebody else around the league. 
Well, you know, us Mac guys have to stick together, D-Led. So, again. No doubt. You no know, doubt. So, <laughs> Akron, you in the house here. But, anyway, D-Orlando Ledbetter covers, <laughs> covers the Falcons for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, AJC.com. Check out all of his work there. Get all of the uh, latest information about the Falcons. Follow him on Twitter as well, at D-Orlando-AJC. And he joined me on the waitfor.com hotline. D-Led, my friend, appreciate it, buddy. We will uh, chat again here soon. Uh, and, listen, Let's see what this team looks like uh, tomorrow night. Uh, I'm excited just at least to get on the field and start hitting some guys with a different colored hat. Yeah, no doubt. They're going to do that Monday. We might not know a lot of guys, but uh, football will be back and everybody will be excited about it. You got it. Thanks, D-Led. All right. Thank you, John. When we get back from the top of the hour, it will be time for the Falcons flyover. We'll continue this discussion about where we're at. Chuck, we hanging out in the Kia studios on this Thursday evening with you. Sports Radio 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.